0: Welcome to Real Food, Real Conversations with Sophia DeSantis, where we focus on finding our happy balance between salad and fries. Welcome back, everybody. This is episode two of the Real Food, Real Conversations podcast, and I wanted to jump back into what I was talking about in episode one about my type a body trying to live a type B life told you a little bit about my history there's going to be more to come in future episodes but this is an important episode because I really wanted to relate this back to food in the sense that in today's world we are so black and white And I see it so much as an influencer online, especially in the food area. And I wanted to give you a little bit of my experience with the gray and my love for living in the gray and not living in the black and white. So as you heard in my first episode, I definitely went through a big journey with my fertility. And it really taught me a lot. I was always, I was born to be a type A person. I'm super organized. I'm a go-getter. I like things a certain way. And when I can't control something, it's very challenging. And fertility was something that I learned that I could not control. So it began to change me. It began to change who I am. I began to rewrite my stories. Now, I don't know how much you guys know about stories and how they shape you. But I've, I'm have i kind of a research geek. I love science. Uh, and so I've read a little bit about the Neural connections in our brains, and when something, just kind of like when you, um, I guess you can say like when you practice something, every time you you redo things over and over, those neural connections get stronger and stronger and stronger, and that's why you get better at things. The same goes for what you tell yourself. Your neural connections will help you believe it. So, for example, when I was younger, I'm Greek when I was younger, I was always told that I had a Greek butt. That I was the Greek butt, my sister was the long and lean one. I was short with the big Greek butt. Now, if you know me, you know that my butt, to this day, is my least favorite part of my body. Now, is it my least favorite part because it's really not cute? Or is it my least favorite part because that's what I was told and that's what I was showed to believe? That is a story that was created for me. I heard that story over and over and over and my neural connections got stronger and stronger and stronger and then it became just part of me. So part of my journey is to undo some of these stories that do not serve me. They do not serve a purpose. They do not contribute to me positively. And this is what I'm learning still to this day. And what I started learning back in my fertility times is that you can have a story, but you can rewrite that story. You can change those neural connections. And just like they strengthened as those stories were being built, you can also move them and strengthen other parts so that you can change. That is why people are able to change. The key is, though, is that you want, you have to want to change. They say this all the time. Like and if someone has a problem, like a drinking problem or abuses drugs or a food issue, if they don't want to change, they ultimately will not because the change has to want to come from within. And I realized with my fertility journey that I, I something inside of me said, I really want to change this part about me that has this need to control things. I am still to this day, change is very hard for me, but I'm getting better and I'm I'm learning every single day how to be more type B in my type A body. Just because I was given this type A body does not mean I cannot live a type B life. And that is my goal. My goal is to be as chill as possible because I am learning that my old stories are not serving me at all. I have anxiety. I have had moments in my life where my anxiety has been debilitating and I have had to seek medical help, and a lot of people don't know this about me, but I was on medication for a short time, very short time, Um, I'm not a big med person, it doesn't make my body feel good. Just like I found out in fertility, the more meds, the worse it was for me, and that's kind of like I am now, I'm more, my body just craves more homeopathic stuff. I, I'm figuring this out. I see a uh, naturopathic doc right now, and she has helped me see a lot of things. And it's just the way I am. It's not the story that was that I had before, but it's, it's becoming my new story. So one of the things that I have started practicing, and this is um, something I started a couple years ago when I was going through, I went through early onset menopause. That's another part of my story um, that I'm sharing with you guys today is, I went through all this fertility, struggled to have my first baby. My second and third babies were naturally given to me. Um, My body gave me two babies in between, uh, after my first, both shockers. The first one, um, my second child came three months after I gave birth to my first, so they're 15 months apart. We were beyond the moon excited, but when I talked about in the last episode how I was like so happy to be a mom and I was just a blissful new mom and I didn't think it was hard, let me tell you that the train hit the brick wall when I had baby number two. It was one of the most challenging things I've ever done. I had two babies a little over a year apart. I literally remember holding on to my husband's leg when he have to, had to go back to work after the second child. It was, it was awful, I'm not going to lie. My poor second child to this day is... Definitely, <laughs> I definitely think that his birth order had something to do with how he is. Um, he is definitely our whiniest one, um, but he lived his like first six months in a swing. He learned to feed himself a bottle because I didn't breastfeed very much. I didn't produce a lot of milk, and I didn't need the extra stress. There was just too much. Postpartum was very challenging for me emotionally, so we definitely supplemented him with formula. Um, and He learned to hold his bottle at four months old because we used to prop it up because we had another another baby and my husband traveled for work so I was alone with both the babies a lot of the time so I had to survive and he learned to hold his bottle at 4 months old I mean he is just it's just crazy just thinking about all that I went through with both those so I was done with two kids done I had two boys over the moon excited no I did not care if I had a girl I actually loved being a boy mom. It really didn't bother me. People seem to think that I cared and it's interesting when people put this into your brain and, oh, don't you want a girl? And I'm like, no, I just wanted babies. I don't really care. I was happy. I was done. So we, I knew my body very well after going through fertility. So we were doing a lot of different things to make sure that I wouldn't get pregnant again. Well, lo and behold, after three years of doing everything right, um, it happened. If my calculations are correct, the reason it happened is that my husband had a super sperm that lived much longer than most do. And I had another little baby boy and I, it took me some time to be okay with it, but I love him. He's amazing. And we can't imagine life without him. But definitely three children also contributed to my story of wanting to be more relaxed. I was much more relaxed with kid three. And that definitely comes, you know, with experience. But it also came with the want to not want to control things after everything I had been through. And shortly after I had my third baby, I started seeing some changes in my body. And looking back now, my doctors look back and they realize I was starting menopause early. And now we know this because I'm actually um, officially in menopause. I am done um, with all the girly things. And it was a rough road, but it was a short road. It was fast and furious, actually. I'm actually thankful it wasn't, you know, as long as it could have been. But my anxiety peaked big time. And I started about a year and a half ago, two years ago maybe, um, doing a lot of work. Actually, yes, a year and a half ago started doing a lot of work on myself mentally. I started picking up yoga, and I'd never been a yoga person. If you knew me, you would know that my brain could not quiet down. Yoga, I thought, was just not for people like me. But I knew that I had to make a change. I knew that I had to do something different because my body was screaming at me and begging me to change things up because the way I was going, I was going to crash and burn, and I basically already had so I started doing yoga and I met a few amazing yoga teachers. Um, one of them, Chelsea Cohen, is was like just life-changing. Her words spoke to me like words had never been spoken. I also loved Blair in my yoga classes. She was amazing. And the combination of the two of them really just gave me the need to, the want to keep going back. So yoga became a ritual for me. I started being, I always thought I was inflexible. That's the other thing. A story I always created for myself was that I had no flexibility and I never would. I'm happy to report that at almost 43 years old, I am able to be, my body's able to morph into positions that I never in my life thought I would do. My flexibility is insane. I'm being, I'm able to do a headstand unassisted, um, not even the tripod kind, the real kind, with my head in my palms. I am able to do a handstand. I can pretty much get up now without um, needing the wall. I'm still doing it against the wall just in case, but I can get up for a few seconds. I'm. It's just incredible the changes that my body has done. And on top of this, my mind. My mind craves yoga now. It craves the quiet. It craves I'm able to focus. I mean, not 100% all the time because I'm still me and I still have a lot of work to do, but when I get into yoga and I get into a routine, I am so able to focus and it blows me away. And every single day, my stories are changing. My stories that I wrote for myself that I was this type A and I had to control things and when things got out of control, like I, it, it wasn't okay, it, I'm starting to see them change and it's just such a beautiful thing and it's crazy because I feel like... Some of my old friends that knew me way back when were listening to this, they'd be like, who are you? Which is true. I'm becoming a very different person and I feel my neural connections changing and it's so, so, so amazing. I'm finding myself that I am focusing more on positive. I'm focusing on not thinking about the negative, not looking at the negative, being realistic. But at the same time, Remem- remembering how I remembering how I can't control everything, and that's okay. And focusing in a situation that you can't control, and there's really nothing you can do to change it. Being allowing myself to be okay with that, and to focus on the positive things of that situation. And I've been through a lot. Um, there's been a lot of losses in my life the last year or so. Um, it, it's just crazy stuff has happened in the world In if you're listening to this right now you will know that we are going through a global pandemic and I'm actually recording in the closet in my house because every human is home and it has been home we are on week four but to be honest like I I find myself going down rabbit holes sometimes and the stress right I feel the stress come up when I listen to the news and I read all these articles and I know that I can't do that and when I don't do that And I practice going to my yoga for the release. Um, I've also do a lot of meditation now. Not long. It's about maybe five minutes or so a day, sometimes longer. And it doesn't have to be every day, but it quiets my mind. And it's helped me so much deal with everything that I've been through and everything we're all going through in just such a positive way. Um, One thing that Chelsea my yoga teacher taught me is that yoga really is like a practice for real life so when you are in these uncomfortable positions you want to get out of them and your body is saying get out get out this is uncomfortable well that's kind of like life when we get through into an uncomfortable situation like we want to run and the anxiety peaks and and I was always the person that used to run and hide and and not deal with it But through yoga and being able to breathe through these uncomfortable positions and sticking to it, I'm starting to see that I'm able to stay in these uncomfortable positions and breathe through them and actually get stronger. And that is just something that I'm trying to transfer into my regular life is to get through these uncomfortable times with a calm body and a calm mind. And it's crazy how it's true. Remember, this is taking me a year and a half to get to this spot. And just until recently was when I started realizing these things. I just am blown away at how amazing it is and how much my body has changed and how much my neural connections are actually physically changing. If you look at the research, people will see that. You can see that in the research, see those neural connections changing. And I totally urge you to think about that. And one of the things and ways this connects back to food is that when I first started changing my diet, I thought it was an all or nothing thing. And it's a mindset. The way you eat and what you eat is a mindset. And you, first of all, have to decide your why. Why do you want to eat a certain way? Why do you want to eat foods? Um, Are you going to follow a certain diet? Are you not? I'm not a diet person. I have leaned away from the all or nothing approach. And I am more into the approach of balance and gray versus black and white, which is what mirrors my everyday life. I'm all about simple and minimal. And that includes the stress that I bring into my life. That includes the choices I make. That includes the way I live my life and my ultimate, ultimate goal, which is I don't think something I'll ever fully achieve because I think we're constantly growing and changing and, um, always have work to do but my ultimate goal is to live the simplest happiest life that I can and I definitely think that a lot of my life is centered now around food because I love food it's a way that I show love it's the way I create um it's the way that um I I enjoy things um I get positive emotions when I eat I love food so I if you think about food in the past and in history, it really was the center of a lot of things, you know, gathering around the table, um, enjoying family, um, getting those connections with people. I love going out to dinner. And part of what I love about that is connecting with who I'm with and just that positive emotion you get from eating something delicious. Food is just a big part of us, our society. And what makes me really sad is how it has also become one of the biggest problems. So stay tuned on the next episode. We're going to talk about why we changed our diet, how we've evolved from the time we did change our diet, and how I feel about food now. Thanks for listening, everybody.